0: Please enter Room 2008.
1: 2008 we are live on twitch.tv/room2008ent on a friday night. We haven't done a friday night in a while. I really enjoy our friday night chats. What about y'all? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. Speaking it's of chats. Nice I would say this is like a fireside chat. And, um that's what we're going to get into tonight. That was actually a propaganda item that many may not have known about. Uh to go ahead and introduce ourselves, I am Big Propaganda. And we have Mr. Brock Hard. He's taking a swig of something over there. What are you? Uh, what are you sucking <laughs> down?
2: Uh, pomegranate and tequila. There we go. Hey, okay, getting your juice. Yeah, nice, a little juicy. Yeah. yeah do you want? Great. Do you want to introduce your name? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm Brock Hard.
3: Brock Hard. It's a uh, mixed Smith Munt.
0: Nice to see you guys. Is it? Is go. it?
3: It's well, I, I, it's mixed, but is it sure. mixter <laughs> is that i've
1: never heard it out out in public
3: but apparently it's a thing
2: well now well, that's all i'm going to say
1: there we go we started a trend here at room 2008 that is exactly what we do um Perfect. Perfect. yeah we're gonna get into some shit tonight it's friday night we've all got our drinks here we're gonna take a shot in a minute uh we're gonna get into propaganda uh the origins of it as we know it things various things that have been propagandized over the years and it's really interesting because uh you see it all day you know stuff's a lie and you know stuff is you know is is propaganda oh, yeah but it's, well, it's, it's funny away life now yeah so but it's, it's really funny when you go back and really look at where it originated it's it's, it's pretty eye-opening
2: it's so obvious too it's like yeah, wow yeah. doctors promoting cigarettes wow yep. how far back if, are
3: you gonna go big papa
1: i'm gonna go back to the origination uh mr edward bernays okay. so we're gonna go back to the teens and 20 19 teens and the 20s so but um if y'all are listening to this on the podcast uh go ahead and look in the episode description you can follow us on all of those social media uh, handles that are in there um especially twitter or i'm sorry x um and if you didn't know last episode we were missing mr uh or i'm sorry mister smithmont he is back <laughs> tonight i don't know if he had a chance to watch last episode or if you had a chance to watch last episode but uh this is the gist of it
2: Hillary Mountain Du Baja Blast. <laughs> 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 that was it
1: so i went into a little of that but uh tonight we have a bigger fish to fry a bigger nut to bust if you will and uh yeah oh let's God. get into some propaganda when do you want to take this shot
2: uh, i guess now i got tequila so this is gonna be very very disgusting it's
1: tequila. funny we have we, we yeah. all three have different drinks you got tequila i got whiskey i've got up, a, well i've uh,
3: got whiskey. i've got crown apple oh okay for the gin
1: i don't this like it's gonna it,
2: hurt so much
1: peter do you want to say shooting tequila in your manly voice again
2: I can't replicate it again.
1: Hey, so is this to?
3: Uh, <laughs> I saw in the last episode that would have been my full year.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you just <laughs> I missed had it. No idea.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you or... said I fell face first uh, at the finish line. I love that because I had no idea that was a year. So uh, here's a, a year. I mean, yeah, I just you, got, you got to tap your camera.
2: Tap your camera. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't do good. that
3: with my can't do that with my shoulder. <laughs> oh, the <laughs> camera's pretty far out there. You got right. zoomed in. Click. Clank. Here we go. Shoot that.
2: Oh. It burns. Oh, it does. Brought to you by Pfizer. Oh.
1: <laughs> That'll kill everything in your throat.
2: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just taste apples.
1: <laughs> but uh, our first episode was August 27th of last year. So uh, Sunday will be one year of our uh, first episode. So, yes, you did feel, uh, fall flat on your face right there at the finish line.
3: Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's <laughs> – that's that's what i do like i said the funny <laughs> thing about that was
1: peter ever never even started the race mm-hmm. he completely <laughs> missed the first episode he wasn't there when the gun went off i did he was in the bathroom so
3: but you've never missed an episode so the
1: last was the last episode Your what 50th um we've we've had a little over 50 because we've done some redacted oh okay, so okay i think we're at like 55 episodes or something like that but yeah this is uh this is the year weekend wow uh, yeah well so. it's worth the shot Yep. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, I would say, Peter, I think you wanted to a- ask a question to kind of start it off. Oh, you, have no wow. idea, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Do you? I have
2: yeah. no idea what you're talking about. We're going to
1: ask us what we think our our definition of propaganda is.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's your definition of propaganda?
3: <laughs> oh, let me let me look up my my definition real quick.
2: What is the, well, all right. you No, not, not the, the official definition. Hear.
3: Like, what, what do you think it is? And you're. What, your... what do you
2: consider propaganda to be?
3: All right, so my definition would be the... Uh... That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would say the
3: lack of <laughs> non-biased opinions on marketing an idea. God, I, I, we, I didn't even know this was going to be a question. I would have thought it through a little bit. We do improv here, huh? That's all right. We do improv here. An idea off the dome. Okay. Well, that—that's kind of the gist of my thought of it. I mean, I, you know, your own definition. I sound like an impression of both, um, both all the facts. (laughs) Really struggling with this. I can go on. So. A, uh, yeah, um A lack of facts in in any spoken or or marketed materials that is supposed to invoke a um, response, a response or, or feeling. Or yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's something meant to. I I'm guess, sure that's
3: word for word in, in a dictionary. That's <laughs> probably
2: to me. You know, something that's subconsciously trying to influence you to purchase something or latch on to an ideal Mm -hmm. and uh we'll talk about this later on of like you know the everyday stuff that uh is riddled with propaganda Mm -hmm. there's a lot of it out there it's uh it's all around us 24 7
1: yeah i was gonna say it's like it's the manipulation of essentially your feelings and your behavior right i would say and one interesting thing like like i said a minute ago we're gonna go all the way back to edward bernays who is. uh Essentially, the father of propaganda. Um, I can yeah, give. I guess I can go ahead and give his kind of official definition of it. You know, no, Peter. I know consent doesn't mean a whole lot to you, but Edward Bernay <laughs> says propaganda is the engineering of consent.
3: The engineering.
1: Yes, it's the manufacturer of consent. The engineering of consent. So engineering is probably a better word because you're, like I said, you're manipulating feelings, beliefs behavior and you don't don't even you don't even know it. You're being manipulated. You're you're being engineered to feel a certain way.
3: Right right. When I think about propaganda too, I feel like it's not I heard someone say it, um it's like when you're given an idea, you only have one side of that idea given to you. Yeah. And it's somebody else's idea that's given to you. So they're you're leaving out all the other facts, you know, but yeah, it could also be um like in like the Cold War days and stuff, all those posters that came out you were like trying to scare you into something, trying to uh, create fear. So, yeah, I guess, you know, they don't have to give all the facts on the other side of that. They're, it's like it's a feeling. Yeah, I get that.
2: Right. Bernays uh, spoke of propaganda as, uh, he called it public relations.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's uh, every company, every major company now has a PR wing or uh-huh. a PR firm that handles everything for them. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing there was—I don't know if y'all watched the Tubi documentary. Which I don't know if I've said this before. It is insane how many like how much stuff Tubi has like that mm-hmm. we talk about and that we're interested in. It's crazy. Right, all free. Um, I lost my train of thought.
2: With ads? Oh um... yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. The the PR. Um, one interesting thing they mentioned on there was essentially what PR is is if something sounds bad, you just call it something else.
2: Right. And that's, and that's essentially what it is. It's all about um, getting the public behind policies that aren't in their best interests. Right, but
1: according to the propaganda, it is in your best interest. You're being manipulated to believe it is in your best interest. Right,
2: right, yeah.
1: You know, so, so mm-hmm. that's the
2: that's the essence of propaganda uh, to me, and as described by the you know Bernays, who is the the father of propaganda.
3: Yeah, so um, it started back then. Tell us a little bit about what
1: was going on at that time. I so guess- yeah, um, one interesting fact about Mister Edward Bernays—he is the double nephew of Sigmund Freud. That's so right. all this stuff is completely psychological.
2: Right. It's the right. study—you
1: know—the the study of how your brain it's and it's not even the individual that that it's focused on. It's how to manipulate the masses.
2: Right. Uh, he 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 claims that uh. Humans in crowds uh, are capable of having no reason. Right. We're just cattle. Reasoned with. And uh, think about all the ways. Uh, I mean, we saw that incident in New York City recently where the dude was giving out free Xbox or something. Oh, and yeah. then everybody went crazy and trashed everything. And it was, a, it was a huge ordeal. Yeah, Is that what that was about?
1: Yeah. Oh, was yeah. Like
2: Snapchat, uh Snapchat
1: guy or something? Is that he, was like a Twitch, he was like a Twitch streamer or TikTok yeah. guy or something like that.
2: But yeah. Yeah, and he was giving away free Xboxes, and everybody just lost it. Like if
3: Mr. Beast were to show up in the middle of New York giving out free cars, pretty much right, like, you know, known for that kind of shit, and then and then they literally had a riot, yeah. right?
2: <laughs> Which you know uh, begs the legal question of how much responsibility does uh, you know the Xbox dude have uh, in inciting a riot? Well, I mean, Trump's trying to you know he's so right. <laughs> I mean, he can't even walk down the street, right? Anywhere on the planet. But hmm. well, they still got that mugshot, though. Everybody see the mugshot?
3: Yeah, but I'm oh, just uh, saying strictly on the uh, January 6th stuff. You know, it's like I guess you would carry full responsibility if you incite a riot, just by
2: right. Know. And and those people were apparently propagandized by the uh, the 17 17th, 17th letter of the alphabet conspiracy. Mm. Supposedly. Uh, Supposedly, right, right. So uh, there's so many layers to propaganda. Let's keep going. Let's keep digging.
1: Oh, cool. so, yeah, see, one of the first things that um, that was noted that he helped propagandize was the U.S.'s entrance into World War One. Uh, Woodrow Wilson campaigned uh, his first term going into a second term, campaigned on not getting involved in World War One. It was a European conflict, has no, you know, same arguments we have today about wars. It doesn't. What the fuck does it have to do with us? Uh-huh. You know same exact
3: scenario yeah
1: so um instead of you know and wilson wanted to forcefully uh you, you know the powers that be got us into the war and, and convinced us, but you still had to convince the public that it was in the in in the united states best interest to enter the war right and wilson wanted to do it somehow by force but like a 26 year old Bernays was there it was like no you need to do it like this you need to now, I don't know if he had coined the term. I don't, I don't know how old the term propaganda is, if he actually coined it or not. I have no idea. But uh, he basically- coined public relations. Right. Yeah. So he essentially uh, was like, no, you need to you need to propagandize the public, you know, to that it is in the U.S.'s best interest. You right. Know, so a lot of political cartoons came out of it. They really vilified the Germans, um, you know, Riled everybody up. Riled everybody do we up. Do have
3: ahead. any of those? I see a couple links, not of that, but do we have any? Any? Uh, I think you Google some of these crafty art. I want to get some for like the walls and stuff. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, go- cool. uh, if you could Google that while I'm because I got I got my notes. I'm reading on this. If you want all to, all
3: right. Uh, uh, Barack Hart If you could Google that while he's uh,
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So
1: pictures of duck, duck, go it. Just feel like World War One propaganda. Um, so Mm -hmm. another thing he did was he got some, you know, celebrities of the day, you know, to give, uh, basically pep rallies, uh, you know, saying, you know, giving patriotic speeches and stuff like that of why we need to enter the war. And, you know, uncle Sam needs you. And I think that might be where that famous, uh, we want you to join the army. Yeah. I'm see. i looking at it
2: right now. Uh, I want you for the U S army. Is that world war
3: one? I think so. Yeah. Here we are learning something tonight. WW1.
2: We had to to convince the masses that we need to be involved in this.
1: Right. Some conflict.
2: I could see that, though. I mean, it's
3: like they were proud. You know, everybody, even when they were 16, they were trying to break the law by getting involved
2: in the military. And, you know, Um, when you go back and look at all this cheesy, like, propaganda film stuff that was coming out uh, uh, during this time, uh, it's cheesy to look at uh, now, but think about how mind blowing it was for people back in the day to watch that. And be like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's let's uh, go to war," you know. Like it was, it was so impactful. And like before that, of course, just print like print, yeah, newspapers and stuff. People believed because there was no other source of information. They believed that stuff. Hook, line, and sinker.
3: Yep. I've become kind of obsessed with this propaganda. You know, I didn't never really think about it, but once we started doing a little bit of research you see the artwork these posters are are awesome and it's they and are it's, cool it's like uh
1: it's really cool i want to get some for and what's really cool is how you can relate that to what's going on today it's the exactly. same exact oh, yeah. thing literally a 100 years later
2: now we thing. just now we just have social media and uh just the internet in general just constantly beaming beaming in our brains yep i've kind of yep. done a little
3: little bit of modern stuff uh if y'all want to keep it in order of because um, you know, we have a lot to talk about in modern day propaganda where you could see it mm-hmm. uh, what was going on, and just in the you know frequent you know the uh, recent past, yeah, sort
1: of propaganda that went on um yeah, I can go ahead we'll and keep, talk about keep that going all night. Some, yeah, I can keep going with some Brene stuff and then uh, if you want to go into because because like I said, what's really crazy is like obviously all three of us know like the news we see on TV, the shit we read on social media, we know it's propaganda. But when right. you go back and see the beginnings of it, it's just, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's so
2: obvious. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: you don't even think of it as,
3: yeah, it's like, you, it, it's news. It's strictly just news. I mean, you know, you're seeing ends and, yeah, it's shit. It's you, you don't even think of it as propaganda because it's so everyday life.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. And I know I've said this many times on the podcast, but think about how influential movies are on your life. and And I mean subconsciously uh they have a huge impact uh uh, who was that that said that coolio hollywood programmed into us our hopes and dreams or something like that i'm probably messing that up um yeah coolio uh
1: never thought we'd quote coolio on this show (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have him on as long as we don't have to pay him but
2: but like uh think about think about yeah
1: good joke good joke lance (laughs) did he die yeah oh I didn't know
3: that. poor coolio we have him on our halloween special we'll edit coolio. That
2: out. poor coolio um <laughs> <laughs> i mean no bro uh, but think about like just anything that you watch even besides movies like i haven't i haven't watched tv like regular tv in uh a over couple a hours right.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well uh so i did watch that tubi documentary uh, about Bernays, and what was cool uh they uh it's free because there's ads and there will be like several ads back to back and you know in one break and it mm-hmm. kind of felt like tv used to feel like to me and dude not not being exposed to that for a long time and then finally watching a commercial it's so it's the, it's the most painful propaganda to sit through yeah you're getting it's propagandized propaganda
1: you're getting propagandized while you're watching a documentary on propaganda
2: Right, and an ad can uh, it can be propaganda in more than one way uh, than just selling a product. So, is it is it or is it two different
3: things? Because I mean, we're we're going on about it like uh, every single thing that has a certain um, uh, an any marketing material saying, you know, you need to use. Colgate toothpaste because it's this or it's that. I mean, is that propaganda? Because it's not really like disclaimer. Yeah. We're not sponsored by Colgate
1: toothpaste. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Well,
2: well, it's it's propaganda in a, in a bunch of ways. Uh, one in that is uh, convincing you to get their product, which contains fluoride. You know, that's one way to look at it. But right. you know, they they're all it, but they're they all trying to it. make unlimited money. But they're also trying to poison you.
1: That's one thing that they mentioned. I can't remember if it was in the documentary. I also read uh, the propaganda book. He re- he literally wrote the book on propaganda. Right. Um, came out in 1928. I can't remember if it was in the book or the documentary. Well, he needs to update it. I know, right? Actually, <laughs> he doesn't because it's all the same shit. <laughs> right. Um, the citizen, it. It's propaganda views. You're turning the citizen into a consumer. That's all it is. Yeah, you're no longer a citizen. You're just a consumer. And if that does not describe today's United States of America, I don't know what does. So it and can
3: it, be it can be a consumer of goods it doesn't have to be a consumer of or it doesn't have to be like the military trend or or their point of view, government point of views. It could be as easy as is a, a product they're selling. Right. Okay. And if they want you to go fight their war, they're going to convince you to. Without, right. that's one of the here on the front end about products, marketing, pushing a product, is that the same thing as propaganda? And it really Absolutely. is, just Absolutely. to a smaller scale. Okay, yep. I got you. Absolutely. So, Those <laughs> of reviewers viewers already knew this, but for
1: <laughs> funny thing that uh, Peter Mr. Brock hard brought up about motion pictures, he actually wrote in the book, The American Motion This is 1928. The American motion picture is the greatest unconscious carrier of propaganda in the world today. Uh-huh. Yes. It, is a great, it's a, it is a great distributor for ideas and opinions. The motion picture can standardize the ideas and habits of a nation. Uh-huh. Because pictures are made to meet market demands, they reflect, emphasize, and even exaggerate broad popular tendencies rather than stimulate new ideas and opinions. The motion picture avails itself only of ideas and facts which are in vogue. As a, as the newspaper seeks to purvey news, it seeks to purvey entertainment.
2: That's right. So even this
1: was even 1920s. We're, yeah, we're going on a hundred years ago on this. This and was black and white and picture. Yeah, silent films. About this. Yeah, <laughs> they knew
2: the power of right, motion picture know. back then. Mm-hmm. It's literally because human beings are weird. Like we mimic people that are in our lives, or that right. you know, uh, people that we're exposed to on TV and all this. Right. And uh, a lot of hand stuff, but. uh, <laughs> the that the movie has all of that in it. it programs us how to think
0: mm-hmm.
2: and uh it makes you think that your life is a movie in a way and you don't even realize it. You mm-hmm. don't even realize it and you know the there there's like so much product placement in movies nowadays too yeah that it's like unwatchable like I was watching some Adam Sandler movie and it was like it was like a a stream of of commercials featuring Adam Sandler pushing a product. Like it's, it's just bananas at this Yeah.
3: Point. Um saw, maybe.
2: But it's it's, it's uh yeah, really bad. It's infiltrated everything in our lives. It's kind of like that
3: Colgate
1: uh, plug I just put in. Right. Yeah. Except we're not sponsored yet. We yeah. will propagandize for the right price.
2: You guys brush your teeth? No, um <laughs> it's, it's like when got, James Bond puts in the product uh,
1: uh or like when
3: the most recent one I saw, uh, Jurassic Park, when they're driving all the Mercedes, and there's that shot, you know, that goes across, and they're pulling up uh-huh. all the Mercedes, and it like sits there for a minute. Like, is this
1: a car commercial? in Jurassic Park, uh, right? Anywhere,
3: whatever it is, I'll
2: right.
3: tell you who I,
1: I'll tell you who I would propagandize for. If we could get sponsored by Scribed, um, I would do that in a heartbeat, dude.
2: Scribed, yeah. Scribed,
1: S C R I B D. It's you a website I subscribe to. Dude, they have so many uh, books, documents, articles, ebooks. Really? Yeah. Like, that's where I read the propaganda book was on Scribe. Oh, All for the course. low, low price of. No, I have what? no idea. I think, it was, I think it's like ten ninety nine a month, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. cool. It's um, worth it.
1: But yeah, they got they had the book, and then they also had an audio book of, of, uh, of propaganda. So I listened to the audio book, was only like three hours. Oh, so, damn. I mean, you can
2: get access to audio books. Cool. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. So, Card has no interest. No, I, I <laughs> well, do. I'm never I, gonna check that out. I, I I drive a lot, and I need I need stuff to listen to. Yeah, it's really good. So
1: another thing Edward Bernays propagandized um, that I don't think anybody would even guess is the American breakfast.
2: Oh yeah, this is nuts. Oh, going to this, going to this. This is so. so
1: I guess apparently pre 1940s, 1950s breakfast really wasn't a thing. Um, Coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, I think Beach Nut, the, that should have been your name for tonight, Peter, Beach Nut. <laughs> so, because you were walking around back in 2021 like a fucking Beach Nut. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a manufacturer of bacon, and of course, like any good company, they want to sell more of their product. Right. Um, so, they hired Brené's to create, I'm just, like but, mar- mar- marketing, PR, propaganda, it's all interchangeable to follow up on Lance's. Comment. right he yeah.
2: got scientists together yeah got, to sign so, off on yeah. uh this this new uh yeah, take it away peter uh i mean yeah uh, you, you got it but uh so, he basically so. basically to sell the bacon he was like oh let's get all these scientists to say that uh it's healthy to eat bacon and uh mm-hmm. and eggs and uh buttered yeah, toast yeah no so, shit yeah, yeah
1: so he what he did <clears throat> well before they even did that excuse me um before he even did that, um, usually, you know, when you run a business and you're selling a product, like let's say I'm trying to sell you this phone. Normally, a business would be like, "Hey, Peter, you need to buy this phone. This phone um, has the most memory. Uh, it has most access to certain apps. Whatever. Like I'm dealing directly with you. Whatever." So right. Bernays came up with a way not to sell the bacon to a consumer, like you need to buy this bacon. This bacon's it's cheaper you know, it's, uh, it tastes better than the competition. Uh, you know, whatever we're in more places than the competition, rather than doing that, he decided to expand the whole market entirely. Yeah. Not go out, not just market that particular brand of bacon, but to blow the market wide open on it. So what he did Mm -hmm. going off what you said a minute ago, he got a focus group together of scientists and doctors and stuff like that to, he's the one that coined the term hearty breakfast,
2: yeah. Oh, so uh, God,
1: he got I feel a, like I'm lied to my whole life now. Isn't so
0: that got, insane? Yeah, got a I don't eat that. breakfast.
3: Naturally, I, I never good.
1: am hungry in the morning. And now maybe it's because you're not supposed to be. I guess not. So he got a group of scientists and doctors and stuff together um, and basically just asked them, hey, what a hearty breakfast. Is that, is that pretty good for you? You know, like for that, they all signed off on it saying, yeah. So he sent the results of the focus group or whatever, the experiment, whatever, sent it to 4,000 doctors across the country to disseminate that propaganda to their patients saying, yep. Hey, you need to start eating breakfast and you need to start eating bacon. And articles, yep. medical journals, yep. and it filtered through. Yep. And then there's commercials going on about how it's the American breakfast, uh, bacon and eggs. You know, it's the family, the family meal in the morning before work, before school, blah, blah, blah. Yep. All propaganda. Every bit of it. Yep. You know, I, I feel like a lot of it's uh,
3: late night food too, you know? Like, all you hear about late-night food is just junk. Just junk, like the big burgers and, and the junk food. And they almost take pride in late-night food. And it's the greasiest thing you can possibly – I get they're going for drunks, but it's almost like you get that idea of if you're out and it's late, you have to have that – Waffle House. Waffle House or, or, the, or the, uh, the Checkers burgers or, or uh, you know, just something greasy and, and the heartiest big stack or whatever you want to call it. Well, um, it's, it's funny. In your mind. It's in your brain now, you know. It's
2: funny that those foods are available to the drunks um that, you know, drink because alcohol is so heavily marketed to everyone and just party culture in general, everything celebrates party culture. Mm-hmm. And it should. Mm-hmm.
3: We should life should be a big
1: party.
2: I mean, we're partying right now. I know as we
1: just take a shot before we Yeah, were...
2: nobody nobody made me done. do this. Uh what kind of <laughs> What kind of tequila? I don't season? know. He
1: I can't read saw it. Saw a commercial uh, on Crown earlier, and... <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. see that's that's the funny thing. He also mentions in the propaganda book. You just said nobody made me take this, right? Subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, and you even sounded like a
3: man when you said shooting tequila. Yeah, like, God, bless. You you felt good about shooting tequila. You you saw something. <laughs> you saw something to make you hard about shooting tequila. <laughs> but tequila would make you hard well you're hard because you shot tequila there you go
2: tequila, tequila typically <laughs> makes me mad so y'all might see me like slowly get okay, angry God. over the course of the podcast <laughs> start just
3: breaking shit Anyways, yeah. back, i'm sorry i'm sorry so propaganda. game <laughs> you know mayonnaise guy uh so he um mayonnaise <laughs> so he uh he mayonnaise, put bacon. a lot of in here he got taken for breakfast. He he coined the hearty breakfast. Um. Wow. Okay. I
2: I have a ridiculous one, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. <laughs> this is going to sound so ridiculous. Is Edward Bernays the reason why women are allowed to smoke cigarettes? He is. That
1: was my. That was on my. That was next on my list. Let's do it. I want to hear it. I I, I want to hear it. Let's do it. So, um, shut
3: up. Let's let Big Papa talk. <laughs>
1: So, uh, you know, back in the 20s and so- teens and 20s or whatever, you know, obviously cigarettes were a thing. It was a, it was a, uh, I don't know if it was a status symbol, uh, for men to I smoke cigarettes, but smoke, even, re- yeah, restaurants had, you know, smoking sections and it was just it was good men for you at the time. So, Americans, yeah, have, I, I think only
2: men smoke. were allowed to smoke. Yeah. Oh. It, especially yeah. In public.
1: Yeah, it might have been in public or in, in, you know, restaurants and stuff like that.
2: It was considered uncouth for a
1: woman to smoke. Yeah. So American Tobacco hired Bernays to propagandize women into smoking. And, uh... He, he uh he William got together
2: this. he got together with all of these. Uh, yeah, hold on,
1: hold on. This was this was during uh they they made a specific note in the documentary. I guess Lance never watched the documentary.
3: No, I didn't because I was <laughs> looking at other stuff because I knew we'd
1: be repeating every talking heads if we're all reading the same thing. And this we is should. true. So sorry, I mean to piss you off. <laughs> I'm so, getting off. I'm getting
2: mad. I think
1: Lance is drinking tequila. <laughs> so <laughs> Mike. This was uh, during the suffrage area, so late teens into the 20s. Yeah. When women were trying to get the right to vote and all that stuff. Okay. And how did he do it?
2: How was he able to convince the public to be okay with something that was traditionally not okay? Right. And he did it overnight with Mm -hmm. one single act. What did he do?
1: So here's what he did during the Easter parade in New York City, um, he hired a bunch of socialites of the era. So essentially celebrities, you know, of, of the time,
2: influential women, figures,
1: Yep, influencers, influential women, celebrities, wow. socialites, <laughs> yeah. whatnot. Awesome. So he hired a bunch of photographers from all the newspapers, all the media, all over the place to take pictures of these women at the Easter parade. You know, they're going down Fifth Avenue in New York. It's a big spectacle. It was a cool place to be. Yep. They had the cigarette in their mouth. They had it in their hands walking down the street, all this good stuff. Unbeknownst to the the socialites, they think they're just getting their pictures taken, you know, being a celebrity. Little do yeah. they know, they're actually being used for propaganda by uh, the American Tobacco Company. I, can't, I don't know if the, it's American Tobacco something. I can't remember if that's the actual company name, but it is American Tobacco. So once those pictures get placed in all the newspapers and magazines.
2: He got together with all of the journalists. Journalists were key in this.
1: Wow. Got distributed nationwide. Next thing you know, women are smoking. And he coined he he I don't I don't want to say coined. He uh he called called it he called it the Torches of Freedom.
2: Torches of Freedom, yeah. And and this stemmed from uh his uh his influence of uh what would that be his his uncle Freud, um talking about penis envy, and that that was part of the the oral fixation of smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and it, it's almost like if you smoke a cigarette, that's like for a woman, uh, according to him, that was like having a cock.
1: That's why Peter vapes so much.
2: Yeah, it's basically. <laughs> of course, it looks like it came out of a head. You don't have milk. to
1: suck near as hard for those vapes.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> Trust me, man. I know. I said that's, uh, that's incredible,
3: though. <laughs> so that's how that I've I've always I've always been curious. about my, my grandmother, you know, she smoked at a very early age, and it was and she always said that was a, it was like that's what people did. That's yeah. what I yeah. did. My parents would give me cigarettes, and it was like yeah. that was the thing. I
1: wonder if it was a status symbol. It was you know, well, everybody like was doing it. It used to be, yeah, back then, yeah. Until the yeah. propaganda started that uh, wow. cigarettes are bad for you.
3: She since right. quit. She's ninety eight or ninety four or five. So uh, I mean, you know, cigarettes don't kill you. Yeah. But uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's so it so makes you live that. longer. No. <laughs> yeah, so, propaganda, right there. The the thing <laughs> that
1: makes my eye roll, my eyes roll, is he he. Called it the torches of freedom, and just like knowing how, uh, yeah, just knowing how like everything is today, uh-huh. it's just like, man, that's like, awesome. They fell for it. Oh, torches and
2: uh, these uh, these socialites, these influencers, these women, uh, did you take a close look at the uh, the, the photo of them all together? a handsome bunch, I tell you, very handsome, very homely, I'll yeah, these long cigarettes, yeah, a couple Gladys's in there, you know what I mean, like, oh. <laughs> but so here's, uh,
1: wolf here's, <laughs> but, here's another thing uh, this was not in the documentary or the book this was actually um i found this on actually on the wikipedia page so this this has something to do with uh, women smoking so this is going to be kind of long i'm reading this straight from here so or straight from the page in 1934 that. bernays was asked to deal with women's apparent reluctance to buy lucky strikes the cigarette company the t- uh the cigarette brand because their green and red packaging clashed with standard female fashions Mm-hmm. Something as little as that. The cigarette box is red and green. Women right. are reluctant to buy it. That's crazy. Color can be propagandized. Yeah. So when Bernays suggested just change the package to a neutral color, uh, Lucky Strikes refused, uh, saying they've already spent millions of dollars in advertising that package. Uh, so, so guess what happened? What? Bernays went into propaganda mode to make green a fashionable color. Oh, my ah. god, Dude, you got to you know, Like It's like it's... the hard route yeah well <laughs> but it works box kind of thing you know so but you have to have that clout i mean you have, you have yeah oh uh, yeah he was stuff. he was rubbing elbows with everybody
2: yeah he just knew all the journalists and would be like print this shit and they would well i mean his uncle
1: out. his his double uncle was sigmund freud so i mean he was or he was born into the
2: yeah you know, he he rode that world. wave of being re- uh, related to a famous person a, a famous intellectual
1: Right. This is blowing my mind. So what what book is this? Documentary? What it what is this? Uh, like? it's it's Tubi. It's it's called it's literally called uh propaganda, propaganda the engineering of If you
2: do itself. watch it though, uh yeah. the the documentary actually is propaganda itself. It's pretty pro-communism subtly. What what would you what would you say, Druell? Yeah, and sorry I was taking a drink. It's yeah. it's it, it's kind of and that's when evil capitalism took over. You yeah. know, it's Uh-oh. it's kind of agenda <laughs> yeah. itself. The, yeah, the documentary, yeah. but you that's know, we, it. We that's what we have to do in the modern era. We have to mm-hmm. shit sift through this propaganda, and, and you know, I could I could watch a documentary like this. And extract the information that I need from it because there are historical things that happen. Right. But but notice the way they spin it at you. Notice the way yep. they present capitalism to you and how they how they speak kind of lightly of communism and socialism. Yeah. Very yep. interesting.
1: It is. They know their stuff. They know <laughs> they know that. they even uh, had they had they had his daughter on there talking too. She uh, she was interviewed for this. Yeah, it came, out, it came out in twenty seventeen. So oh wow. But um to to continue on this green ball thing. Um So he worked to make green a fashionable color. So the centerpiece of his efforts was the green ball, uh, which was a social event at the Waldorf Waldorf Astoria hosted by Narcissa Cox Vanderlip. There's a name for another episode. Wow. (laughs) Peter Peter Cox Vanderlip. (laughs) The pretext for the ball and its unnamed underwriter was that proceeds would go to charity. There's a key number one. Don't trust that Uh famous society. Women would attend wearing green dresses manufacturers and retailers of clothing and accessories were advised of the excitement growing around the color green. Intellectuals were enlisted to give highbrow talks on the theme of green before the ball had taken place. Newspapers and magazines encouraged (laughs) in various ways by Brene's office had latched onto the idea that green was all the rage.
2: Oh, well green. It's so hot right now. All
1: that for a fucking cigarette box.
2: Every, wow. every minute of our life is consumed with this kind of stuff. It every, is. Every
1: it, second. It really is.
2: Any movie wow. you watch.
1: Even so much worse now. Yeah.
2: Even, <laughs> you, you know, like everybody, I, I still haven't seen it, but The Sound of Freedom, there's propaganda coming at that from opposite ends. And now it's just like, I don't even want to fucking watch it now
3: oh i haven't i haven't well i haven't seen it so i, I do think.
2: hear it's a good movie though i will watch it one day when it's free on tubi
3: right <laughs> <laughs> cheap bastards i'm the same way
2: <laughs> we should be sponsored
3: by
1: That's tubi good. damn it hey, I mean, you. Come over,
3: man. we'll order some pizza get popcorn and watch a free movie
1: dude i was not expecting because like whenever we decide on what topic we're going to talk about I'll check on Scribed and I'll check on Tubi and I, I swear to God I, I went on Tubi and I was like there's probably not gonna be anything on this. Yeah. Sure, enough, has... sure enough, I type in Edward Bernays, the fucking documentary pops up and I'm like you got to be kidding. Like that's
2: awesome. It's crazy. Right. Man. It even had the one about uh the people being infused with that bulkhead on that ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it had it had all that stuff. It's crazy. Montauk. Yep. Yeah. Project Montauk, Montauk. Philadelphia experiment. The
1: uh, Philadelphia experiment. That's, yeah. The, uh, uh, Bob Lazar stuff from a couple weeks ago, even though y'all didn't like it, I still had it. Right. So it's just crazy. It has it has a lot of conspiratorial, paranormal uh, UFO types. Two of weapons. my
3: favorite episodes. The stories behind those are awesome. Yeah. Montauk and uh, uh, Philadelphia Experiment and then Bob Lazar.
1: Yep.
2: Uh, uh, again, on uh, Bernays, uh, another thing that I noticed about watching... This old footage of uh, you know uh, people being rallied, you know, to support uh, you know the, the war effort and all this stuff. I noticed that uh, they would have celebrities come out and talk to the troops and you know uh, talk to big crowds, and nothing has changed. They still use celebrities to. Thank that's them. what that's what being a celebrity is uh mm-hmm. it's it's being an agent of propaganda and, and maybe sometimes a celebrity has no idea but they they work with these uh these agencies that uh pay them lots of money to be a celebrity public and relations they, agencies. And they, right and they have to behave a certain way in the limelight and they have to push certain things that's why we hear uh you know like leonardo dicaprio You know he'll ride in on a private jet and then tell us that we need to recycle. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my god, we need to we need to watch our carbon footprint. It's so obvious, and uh, every time I see Leo in a movie now, like I don't even I don't even watch him watch movies with him anymore. He's just it's like he's trying to do a bad Jack Nicholson impression as he gets older.
1: That's that's why I can't watch movies in general because it's just it's all propaganda. It really is. yeah, Yeah, you start looking at their
3: personal lives. And, and what they're doing rather than the movie.
1: Exactly.
2: And, you know, a lot of people came out and uh, uh, trashed the Barbie film. And did you see how uh, everybody jumped on them? Anybody that criticized it? Uh, like, of course, Ben Shapiro, but we all need to jump on him anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they even went after what? Bill Maher. Bill Maher didn't like Barbie and thought it was like feminist propaganda. And then you type in Bill Maher on Google, like right after that happened, it might even still be all that you find of Bill Maher. But everybody was hating on Bill Maher. People were just typing up articles. Just uh, Bill Maher's
3: been trying to jump the owl. I don't know. It's it's weird.
2: He, think, uh, I, yeah.
3: He, he's changed. He woke up or something. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I don't
2: know. He he claims to be a classical liberal, uh, which I, I you know I I, I, agree, with I agree with that. I, sure. Yeah. Um uh, and uh, because the, I mean, growing up, the the Democratic or the you know the Progressive Party sort of represented free speech and anybody can do whatever they want, anybody can live ever you know however they want. That's what it kind of used to feel like. But and then both, it somehow yeah. shifted.
3: But both sides of the out does propaganda, so it's not even a that's right political that's thing. Right. It's strictly just a who's in power and how can we, you know.
2: The very the fact that there's propaganda. only two parties, the, the, the very fact there's only two parties, that is that is a crucial, uh, an integral part of the propaganda machine. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. Uh, when you divide something, there's there's two sides to it. That's what it's designed for. It's designed to divide.
3: It's funny, so, even yeah. with wars. One side loves it, one side hates it,
2: and who's going to
3: be elected? You know, do you go to war or not? But, right.
2: And think about all the times like, you know, like Lady Gaga did uh saying at uh, jo- Joey, Joey Biden's inauguration. You know, they always use celebrities. They always use celebrities to to be the face of the event, you know, because they influence people. Mm-hmm. Remember when uh and I think this happened in the Trump administration, too. They had a bunch of uh, right-leaning influencers come to the White House. I know Tim Pool wore his beanie to the White House. <laughs> that annoys the hell out of me. Uh, but uh, And then with the Biden administration, remember, uh, this, was, this was like maybe a year ago or something, he had TikTok influencers meet oh, at yeah. the White House. <laughs> and, you know, what are they doing? You know what I mean? And they get paid to influence people. And that's what they're doing. So they have to... They have to uh, conform to the rules that they're a that you know of the agencies that they work for. Yeah, yeah they're, they're contractors in a
3: way. They're contractors, you know. Yeah, Contractors. Have- you just you pay them the, the job.
1: It's funny that they're even called influencers. Like, then it's it's just it's in the name, right? So let me get on uh, some more about Edward Bernays. I got I got a few more examples. Let's hit it. So, so in the book, in his book Propaganda, he talked about Ivory Soap. Um, there was a a propaganda campaign to obviously increase the sales of ivory soap. And he went on to explain that any, any good propaganda campaign, whoever's involved has to be beneficial for all parties. So in order to increase sales of ivory soap, he got with some, uh, some foundation, you know, for uh, that supported, you know, the arts and stuff like that for, for kids and school children and stuff like that. So they came up with a thing to create this nationwide soap carving competition, you know, where you carve different stuff out of soap right? and you know, like each school would have a winner and then each, the school winner would go to the state, each state would have a winner and then the state would go to the national finals, you know, and, and uh, create this huge event around this soap carving contest. So think about it. Think about how much soap is being used in practice, you know, practicing your carvings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other people liked it, you know, the people that, uh, whatever foundation it was that, you know, was pro you know, trying to help, you know, arts for children, they're in on it because, you know, it's getting them creative and, you know, it's stimulating their mind, their creative mind and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and then parents trust it because it's a school competition that's doing this. It can be reused like all the carving, you know, the, the shavings from it can be, you know, reused for detergent, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's just all. It's just—it was a propaganda campaign to sell more soap. Right. It was just one big event. you didn't even think about selling soap. Right. You know. Gosh, every
3: kid in every class would have a bar of soap.
2: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All it
2: takes is one event.
3: Multiple bars of soap. Multiple.
2: One event that is uh, that all eyes are on can create these trends.
1: Yep. Um, so so when I uh, when we started this or a few minutes ago, whenever it was, um, I mentioned that uh, propaganda or public relations is basically hey when something has a bad taste in, in the public's mouth, just change just change the name of it, call it something else right That's, that's literally what it is. So I, I don't know if this was World War one or World War II, but in Great Britain during the war, uh, they had evacuation hospitals. So, uh, these evacuation hospitals, uh, came in for a considerable amount of criticism because of the summary way in which they handled the wounded soldiers. This is in the propaganda book. So this had to have been World War I then. Uh, so they came under fire because of how they were handling the wounded soldiers. Uh, it was assumed by the public that a hospital gives prolonged and conscientious attention to its patients. And that wasn't the case. They were mm. not, it wasn't like a hospital. It was basically just a in and out kind of thing. Like, right. Like
2: a swing bed. So
1: in order to change that, I guess there was a lot of uproar about it. So Bernays came up with, uh, instead of evacuation hospital, change it to an evacuation post. Ah. So when the name was changed to evacuation post, the critical reaction immediately vanished. No one expected more than an adequate emergency treatment from an institution so named. Just the change cliche. the name of it. Yep. The cliche hospital was uh, indelibly associated in the public mind with a certain picture to persuade the public to discriminate between one type of hospital and the other, to dissociate the cliche from the picture it evoked would have been an impossible task. Instead, a new cliche automatically conditioned the public emotion towards, you know, towards the hospitals and uh, conditioned is a very important word right there.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, kind of like TV programming. Ooh. I mean, come on, I wish lance would have had the gasp ready
1: <laughs> <gasps> another one he made uh he made Peter's favorite hero, mr rockefeller
2: oh great yeah. looked
1: like a sympath- uh sympathetic human that's right charity. he uh h- headlines ran across the nation uh that uh rockefeller donates x amount of money to charity,
2: yeah, he was a philanthropist, yeah. He's a great guy now, all of a sudden. Instead of, as they described him earlier, the documentary is like a money-hungry capitalist. Burley. A capitalist, a filthy capitalist. Yeah, I know. Me- meanwhile, he was manipulating the market, and that, I mean, that's not capitalism. So, that, that's where the documentary is fooling you. It's propagandizing because, you. Because these people control the money. There's no capitalism happening if they control the money. What 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 happens when somebody controls the money and the means of production? What do they what do they call that? What do hmm. they call that, Peter? Hmm. Commies, filthy commies. But see, to to completely uh, change the way the public perceived him, again attests to how powerful and simple propaganda is. Yep. Absolutely. and, and now they pump billions and billions of dollars into advertisements and movies they think will persuade the public to do this and that they change culture yeah with blockbusters blockbusters change culture Mm -hmm. yep so there's another
1: example he gave uh I, i don't know if this ever happened but it was an example he gave in the book um basically you don't want you don't want to be like so say we make pianos we want to sell pianos we don't want to go and be like, you know, go go to the consumer and be like, "Hey, buy this piano like like the bacon." Hey, buy this piano. Um, our piano. We have the best piano. Yeah, we have the best piano. You don't want to do that. So you have to basically create the environment to which the consumer says, "Sell me a piano."
2: Yeah, expand the market. Like make right. them want all of the pianos. Yeah. And so that if way all the piano makers win.
1: Yeah. So if you are if you are selling a piano one way he said in the book to do it was to be like, get with architects, get with people who have influence on the design of homes, what's popular in homes to make a music room, make, make tons of models all over the place about how, how a music room is essential Mm -hmm. to the the American home. Yeah. Each model have a piano in there. Holy shit. I have a,
2: that's insane.
3: um, I have a music room. Is that, does that mean you're in it? Uh,
2: <laughs> ah, you fell for it.
3: You fell for it.
2: <laughs> Got him.
3: I'm gonna go home and I have to have that. a drum set. I have to have a piano. I have to have amps, I have to have guitar. <laughs> I uh, don't even use them. You fell uh, for it. Yeah. You're a sucker.
0: Uh, and you <laughs> have to
3: have a theater. Uh, I don't have a theater, but you know like the movie, like the big TV and the seating and the surround sound, you know you have to have that room in a house for it to be a house. Mm-hmm. i have room you 2008 know, playing you know and uh you know i i sell real estate and it's like you see that everywhere like it's it's you you know when you walk into a theater room you're like oh this house is really you know yeah yeah you, you know, gotta it's really have a cool, kitchen really nice
2: because a damn theater who really watches movies that much you know right uh, and you gotta have easy. a kitchen with a toaster with what the, with, the, with the new toaster you know like do you see that ad <laughs> Did you see that oh, ad where they were showing like you gotta have a toilet. One, one, one lady's like frantically washing dishes, and then wait, do that did, did motion again. <laughs> one lady's like frantically washing dishes, and then uh, the other lady's using the new dishwasher, and she finishes like all the dishes in fifteen minutes while the other lady is still. And then uh, the the host is like, "See, you got to have this fucking dishwasher." Like I get convenience, yeah, but
3: propaganda with. With like the uh the narrative of, you have a status symbol if you have this, you have that. That's all purely just based on what is influencing you, you know. Uh huh. And like the air fryer, it's like, yeah, that's convenience. So it's not really a status symbol. It's cool to have one. It's convenient, but take or leave it. But like a a theater in a room, or no, you know, man. you have this uh, certain brand that's really become popular. Why did it become popular? Like Yeti. Yeah, yeah coolers who oh, yeah. talked about coolers before yeti came along
2: and how many country songs <laughs> you know. that are that are top 40 mention products in them have y'all ever noticed this listen yeah. to any modern day country song in the past 20 years and they're mentioning you know my chevy truck and my yeah uh i got a yeti cooler and my you know like it's just it's just it's all the 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 products
0: yeah yeah
3: and, and high the schoolers want it for Christmas, and the college kids got to have it for their fraternity. And then, you stuff.
1: Get it, and then you get it for a gift for somebody because, you know, it's an expensive product and it's, you know.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, imagine convincing somebody to want a $600 cooler. Imagine that.
1: Right. Like, That's that is crazy. That is
3: going to be like a documentary one day. Like, how did Yeti do it?
2: Right. You know, and then like, how all, did they? All the Yeti ripoffs that came out. Like, there's so many. And they'll be, they'll be just as good, and they'll be like a fourth of the price. Yeah. But everybody yeah. wants a Yeti.
3: Lance, how's your Yeti doing? Oh, it's doing great. I don't use it. I'm scared to scratch it. <laughs> Is the I don't Yeti have a Yeti. Real? I have a knockoff, but I love it. And then I want a Medella cooler. A Medello cooler. It's like gold. Modelo brand. Love it. And uh, I never could afford a Yeti, and I never got one. Sorry, and, Lance. Um, Sorry yeah, to hear that. I lost that investment opportunity, I guess. Sorry for you.
2: <laughs> maybe one day you'll get
1: that yeti if we make enough money on this podcast god damn it we're all three gonna get yetis
3: we get we get sponsored by scribe i would go out and get a uh yeti
0: <laughs>
1: not not the cooler just the cheapest tumbler they have <laughs> sticker i, I want to get back, a sticker to I- put on the back of my truck I, I want get a a
2: stuffed yeti from the taxidermist. That's what I'm going to get. I'm saving up to get the cyber truck.
3: Oh, but, uh, yeah, that's, I that's want
1: one for a different time.
2: I do but, want one
3: of those. Yeah.
1: So uh let me uh quiz y'all real quick. What do y'all know of another thing that Edward Bernays came up with? Uh it, it's a, it's a method of propagandizing.
2: A method you say. I mean, radio was big. I about to say, uh, to
3: do with mayonnaise it. on hamburgers because I don't think that was a thing. But I close
1: it. the media blitz.
2: <laughs> oh, the media blitz! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Tell almost us like about. it's
1: almost like mayonnaise on a hamburger. Almost
2: <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> field.
1: So, so when you when you ever whenever you have a story that you want to get out, you call every single reporter that you know at every single newspaper, every single news organization, every single radio station, and you oh, yeah. you feed them the news like. You know whatever you want to tell them, and you keep you keep them on speed dial. Your access twenty four seven if they call you. It's a total media blitz. Have y'all seen the uh, the morning show? No.
3: With um, uh oh my gosh, guy from the office. Oh, um... Um, help me out. It's a it's a, oh. it's a Apple thing. I can't think of it. mind. my anyways. Morning show is all about that. It's a uh, it's, it's literally the morning show, and some stuff happens, but they uh, it's all about the the stories that get out and uh you know they have to be on call that get this person the next day something happens they have to uh, convince them they got to come on their show and and it's all they done do, like instantly. they have to do what they have to do what on their show Uh they have to <laughs> appear on their show. I gotta watch what I say on this
2: on our uh, little it'll be time. a soundbite
3: <laughs> he's I'll got a you. whole
2: he's got a whole cum folder over there of sound bites.
3: <laughs> I do recommend the morning show though it's a it's it's one of those like shows that It's dark, and it's uh, it's really stressful. So, mean, if you have a stressful life, maybe it's not for you. But that's exactly what this is about: (laughs) having everybody on speed dial. This person's going to screw this person over. This story's going to mess this person up. We need it first, you know that. So apparently,
1: you don't have that much that stressful of a life as you're kicked back watching it with your fucking Yeti cup. I finished (laughs) it in two days. (laughs) The whole series. So not only did Bernays twenty four seasons. (laughs) So not only did Bernays come up with a campaign for bacon, uh, you know, to get doctors on board, he also did that same thing basically for cigarettes. Yep. Um, if you saw that in the documentary, it's uh, you know the commercials would be a doctor at his desk. You the know, doctor's
2: it, number one recommended cigarette.
1: Yep, and they're smoking, and you know this was a status symbol back then. <laughs> the
2: doctor the smoking, smoking. While we somebody's chart, just Uh-oh.
1: like <laughs> hey, I have this bad cough.
3: The doctor's you just see the picture of them smoking, talking about his bad cough. He's Dr. smoking Blake. Marlboro
2: Reds, like I don't know what it could be. Hey man, you should stop drinking <laughs> uh,
3: coffee in the mornings. So eat some bacon, you know. was like right in their face.
2: He he blows <laughs> he blows smoke into an open wound.
3: So what about? Uh, and I I want to stop you on that. So what else do you have on this guy? Yeah. I got a couple
1: more. Let's do it. Uh, the fireside chat. I see that all. It's election season. Um, you're going to see the term and the whatever the phrase fireside chat. Yep. a lot over the next year and a half leading up to the election. The fireside chat started with FDR. It was a series of radio broadcasts, um, you know, during the depression and stuff like that. It was a more intimate setting to make it feel like it's just, it's you and you and him, you and the president. He's the president's talking to me. We're, we're at but a campfire like we're doing now.
2: Yes. He would be on the radio and he would be talking and uh, yeah. people would, people would gather around the radio and right. he, uh, Roosevelt was also, like, one of the first presidents that was kind of filmed being a regular mm-hmm. guy outside yep. of being a president. And that which was propaganda. Him, yeah, which made him so relatable, you know, and that people people bought what he was saying. Um, but it was, all, it was literally all propaganda. Like, yep. imagine how powerful that was for somebody under that administration to see, oh, he's a family guy just like me. Look at him. I, I mean, wow. y'all,
3: it, we're we're going into an election year, and it's so funny because all the politicians, you had that little uh, American flag, you know, on their on their side on their suit, every one of them, and it's like you have to have that because that's propaganda. You have to show you're America, uh-huh. you know. It's like that's so bullshit because if somebody could blatantly just lie to you, but you're feeling it's like, well, they're running for president and they have a little, you know, um, yeah, American flag right there on the collar. Of some course. of
1: them,
2: some of them have like a little CIA thing too. Um, and some of them have foreign flags on their pin too. That's right. Uh, one notable guy with the CIA thing on, on uh, that he wears sometimes is uh, Sean Hannity, High Sodium Superman. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, like, as far as now, everybody's starting to figure out that pro- uh, Fox News is. Probably I want, I want to hear about this
3: at the show because I'm interested in what you're saying, but I don't yeah. want to get off subject. Cause we're yeah, yeah, yeah. eight minutes, but I don't let me forget that. We're going to talk about Sean Hannity after the we'll show. It, eventually, yeah. we get some followers, we do some things. We're gonna have an after show where you can uh stay after hours and listen to our chats. And, and chat yeah, here. we're gonna,
1: yeah, we're gonna fucking charge for that so we can get a Yeti, a Yeti yeah, dollar like an hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we had like a chat with like hundreds of thousands of people and like we were like, hey, get us a Yeti, and then like people just give us money to get a Yeti.
1: We will eventually, we'll get to that <laughs> point. We just got to keep it up.
2: I'm like, oh, thanks, John. I'll buy
1: a Yeti tomorrow. Sure. All right, so I've got two more things. He also came up with something called, this a weird term called pedigudgy. Uh It's the official definition of that is the method of practice and teaching, especially as an academic subject or theoretical concept. So I don't know if you've seen this. It's, what this is, is Peter's probably seen this, but it, there's a Simpson episode where Troy McClure goes into a slaughterhouse to show the students how hamburgers are made and stuff like that it's those old 1950s things like we talk about uh, things. It, it shows it shows you how something's made or here's how a retail store works or here's how a here's how a speaker's made it's an educational video you know and it's got that classic like 1950s guy voice narrating
2: right. it um, it sounds like this
1: yeah so that's one thing another thing he came up with last one I got when, uh, we helped overthrow the ruler of, uh, I don't oh, not ruler, but I don't know what his official title was of Nicaragua, mm. the CIA backed coup of Nicaragua. So, um, can't remember his name, got elected and he was going to seize like three fourths of the land, um, of Nicaragua. And he was going to give it, redistribute it to, to the peasants of Nicaragua. Right. Well, a lot of that land happened to be owned by the United Fruit Company of America. Huge multinational corporation. That's where all their bananas came from. They could not afford to lose all that land. So right. uh, this huge propaganda campaign was put together about, you know, the evil communists down in Nicaragua were taking over. And, you know, we, we have to support them and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the CIA created this whole coup, overthrew the elected whatever his name was, installed another guy, United Fruit Company kept their land, and everything went on about uh, business, literally. So wow. this propaganda literally goes to fight wars and oh, overthrow dictators, not dictators, but overthrow you know, elected people. And they tried to do the same thing with Cuba, yep. but, it didn't,
2: but it did not work. Right, right. So, I mean, all you know, like Vietnam, Gulf of Tonkin. Yep, like mm-hmm. it's just all and uh, those fireside talks uh, that that really influenced the public because that was really kind of the first time that people felt like they were almost Part in a conversation it. with the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was brilliant. But, just the, so just the their their whole saying. their whole shtick was to make him relatable. Yeah, he well. had PR out the wazoo. It was easier back then because mainly you just depended on I mean video was starting to become a really big thing then, but you know everything was still all about uh, the print right and people believed whatever they read, they just believed it. Yep. But then as technology began to uh, you know uh, uh, modernize, that's when we started started to see it kind of shift their their strategies. So now it's less about I mean still go back and read a newspaper, wow, look at the propaganda. Also nobody knows how to spell anymore or uh like uh do like proper sentence construction. But uh newspapers had such an impact back then. But now it's like we have all of these articles, uh everything is just accessible through the screen, through the the 24/7 2000, the 2001 space odyssey monolith. Uh and uh yeah. Uh, it's it's making people angry yep. like uh it's it's one of the is it is the main contributing fact, factor to the decline of society in my opinion yeah well so, I'm gonna close I'm gonna close
1: out um my rant on Bernay's with a quote of his and then Lance can get on to uh the modern stuff you got five to ten minutes on that but I want to hit it I want to hit it hard yeah you do
0: <laughs>
1: all <laughs> right hard <laughs> so, Bob that, on so this was quoted in his book and this is probably uh it was mentioned in the uh, in the documentary but this is probably the most important thing to, to realize about propaganda he said the important thing is that propaganda is universal and continuous and in its sum total it is regimenting the public mind every bit as much as an army regiments the bodies of its soldiers
2: there it is there it is. No, he had several really great quotes. Uh, uh, one, every, like everywhere. I didn't realize that actions speak louder than words is a Edward oh, yeah. Bernays quote. Yep. He's a smart dude. He was uh, just he, runs in the family apparently. Yeah, That's, you oh. could you could tell like from footage of him, like interviews of him, like he was impossibly old. I think this was in like even the, like the 80s. Yeah. It's Did like he 100. die in the 90s? I think he died in 95. Wow. Uh even in his old age in these interviews, you can see you could just see how smart he was. God, he died
3: in 95. A lot of shit was going on in the 90s, 95.
2: Yeah. Um, like how grunge long was
3: hitting it and the whole you know teenager
2: <laughs> was thing he was going and what if he was like a Nirvana fan? <laughs> he was probably like,
3: Time to go, fuck this shit. You know?
1: Like, he was like Metallica was
2: sold out with the black album. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's weird to think about. Oh
1: all right, well that's room two thousand eight. Uh <laughs> yeah, take next it. time I could hey we can do a part right. two I can hold
3: all my stuff for part two or we can do it real quick, whatever. Just, just do it. We're only an hour and four in. Okay. So um I was uh, modern day propaganda. The reason I was talking about it earlier, it's like let's let's define it, or you actually said what's the definition for it, and I didn't look that up. So you know it's all right. butchered that. But long story short, what is the uh, what is modern day propaganda? Because everybody just it's just in our system now. It's you open your phone, it's there. You watch a movie, it's there. You go get coffee, it's there. You uh, get an email and somebody's MX, you know Smith Mutt, and it's there. And you're like, you know, it's just like it's constantly just in your face. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to. Bring up a couple little things that was interesting about some modern day propaganda, and I have some links. You don't even have to bring them up, but so one thing that really stood out, and I, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm seeing this more and more kind of develop. But the uh, the government, you know, the citizens remember the whole weapons of mass destruction, yep. deal, Saddam Hussein, and they were in cahoots with, or he was in cahoots with Osama bin Laden. And the intelligence community findings and the citizens were deceived by the expert, or you know, the experts in believing that Iraq had everything to do with nine eleven. You know, and um, yeah. and so we went to war for twenty years over that. You know, and it's it's like they used nine eleven to literally, uh, just propagandize, I guess, what you could say. Yes, and that- get into a war. And then come to find out, you know, it's like you know, um, people would consume it out of that anger, right, and out of fear, and and knowing years later that it really wasn't about that, you know, as as you know, so. Uh, and then when it goes down, like two, you know, two decades later, George W. Bush, by having wrecked much of the Middle East, uh, you know, he he comes out with his support for President Zelensky, who's you know, according to Bush the uh, Winston Churchill of our time. Right. So then now you have everybody flying to Ukraine to uh, shake hands with Zelensky and get Mm -hmm. the pictures. And I saw this, uh, which stuck out to me when Mike Pence went, did y'all see anything about that? Uh, He went a little bit ago. So um, he went and was shaking hands and was doing his little talk, you know, and, um, and he was like, you know, a year and a half ago, Russia had the second most powerful military in the world. Today, they have the second most powerful military in Ukraine. Talking about like how much we're throwing it out there, trying like they're you know with Russia and everything, and and everybody was kind of quiet about that. And then he would kind of you know everybody was like clapping, like and he's like, you know, that's progress. That's progress that people are are starting to kind of be on Ukraine's back, you know, or or um, with them. And that's like the most current kind of propaganda that I see going on right now, no matter how you feel about it. It's like, it's still, you see everything about, um, we got to help them. We got to help them. We got to help them. And there's so much history that people have to realize what's actually going on. And then as I was digging into that, I came across, Oh my gosh, I got the new scroll ball and it's like sticking to my mouse. I can't get it to work. Right. Um, Nita Jankiewicz, uh, Jankiewicz. have Y'all heard about her?
0: <laughs> All right.
3: So there is a Department <laughs> of Homeland Security's new disinformation governance board.
1: Uh, y'all know about that? I've in heard April of 22.
3: So basically somebody who's in charge of uh, writing this and, and figuring out what's propaganda and writing propaganda, they don't call it propaganda. Right. But the uh, Disinformation Governance Board of A. So Jane experience as a disinformation warrior includes her work as stop fake. The U.S. government, as somebody that was hired by um, President Joe Biden. Yeah, I know it's what you're Trump. talking about now. Yeah, disinformation organization founded in March 2014. A model of how to combat Kremlin lies, right? This uh, stop fake is what she was associated with. She did a lot of work for stop fake. Four years later, stop StopFake began an aggressively whitewashing to uh, Ukrainian neon, neon, Jesus, neo-Nazi groups with a long track of record violence, including uh, war crime.
1: Your name for next episode should be Neon Jesus. <laughs> 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 they
3: StopFake is an official Facebook fact-checking partner, which gives it power to censor news. Well, uh, Jankiewicz, I hope I'm saying her name right, is an Americans uh, America's disinformation SAR. So stop fake was founded right after Ukraine's 2014 uprising ousted the country's president and swept the new US backed government into power. So uh-huh. 2014, we were getting in the getting in the you know cahoots with Ukraine. Stop fake began receiving f- uh, funding from Western governments, including the National Endowment for Democracy, organization mainly funded by the US Congress and the British emba- uh, Embassy in Ukraine. The so, British? Interesting. Yeah, and it was also supported by George Soros,
2: Whoa, what Open question.
3: Society Foundation. Stop has ran numerous episodes that cover Soros, but failed to disclose the potential conflict of interest, which is not really what you do when you're you know, in journalism. You don't, you know, you usually want to disclose who's behind everything. Right. But holding a master's degree in disinformation studies from Georgetown University makes Jenkovic. Jenkiewicz uh, as qualified as anybody else to be the sour
1: truth. Now, um,
2: imagine majoring in disinformation studies. That's
1: crazy that that's even a major.
2: Right. A, uh,
3: yeah, and so she's literally hired to do this stuff for uh, the Biden administration. Now, so this is an article I think everybody listening needs to watch the, the, or read. The Smith Modernization Act from Propaganda to Censorship to Tyranny. By Laurie Calhoun. Uh I love this article and I sent it to you guys and I don't know if uh I don't know if I sent it. It was in an email. I don't know if I ever hit send. But you didn't. Okay. So in 2013, President Barack Obama signed Barack into law. Barack <laughs> Barack Obama, signed into law the Smith Month Modernization Act. So, uh, it was originally in 1948, it originally prohibited the domestic, uh, dissemination of government produced propaganda, uh, intending for foreign audiences. So like, remember in the cold war, that was a big thing. All these, you know, uh, they had all these posters and doing all this stuff and they had the, uh, what was, it? it was like some, uh, radio shows that were really big about like, um, They were, it was really big on propaganda back in the day, you know, with all that fun stuff. So, it authorizes the Secretary of State and the Broadcasting Board of Governors to provide the preparation and dissemination of information intended for foreign audiences abroad, the United States, including and about its people, its history, federal government policies through press, publications, radio, motion pictures, the internet, and other media, including social media, through centers and instructors. So, um they so it was prohibited Barack Obama brought it back and said we can do this
2: yes we can cross
3: borders yes we can and we can let other nations know what we want them to know and give an insight on that i just found that very interesting because you know then covid hits and then throughout 20 and 21 government officials uh you remember all the associated mainstreams media? They informed us that citizens are not capable of doing their own research. Right. Doctors who disagreed with public health officials were quacks. Uh, you know, if they had their own thoughts, they were outcasted. That non-patent treatments were so ineffective and poisonous to your body. Remember the horse pills? Oh yeah. That the government needed to ban them, and they did. Uh, not unlike the you know FDA approved propaganda to use to persuade and you know indeed like pressurize they, doctors to prescribe and 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 give all these prescriptions and and that people can get addicted to. They but, smeared um,
2: Rogan. They smeared Rogan bad. They smeared all of his guests. They had those doctor's on. Right, right, um, right. And I and, just I'm
3: strictly want to keep it just like like when when things change quickly they change quickly you know it's like that it is what it is the hunter the hunter biden laptop you know uh so that lady i was telling you about was the creator of that propaganda with the laptop she was the one that came out and said that it was uh it was russian government and she even quoted in a tweet that you know oh even trump says russia 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 like right they're, they're obviously trying to just get trump in the office and all this she was the creator
2: of that And uh, or
3: that propaganda,
2: yeah. The Steele dossier uh, was like the biggest weapon of propaganda uh, forged against Trump, and then you know it just it just came out to be completely untrue, completely. Right, and and
3: I'm not trying to take a turn of complete sinister uh, politics, but in today's world, if if you know when when I told somebody we were doing a propaganda podcast, they're like, well, what is propaganda? And then we talk about it. It's like, well. You know, what's going on today it's such a way of life right now that it's hard to distinguish like it's just it's known that oh you hear that don't trust it move on no that's it there's some like you know you need to pay attention to what's being fed to the public
1: mm-hmm.
3: and all this right. stuff that i just mentioned is kind of like all right there's people that literally are in the white house that are are, are creating this propaganda right now as we're talking right. about it so we're talking about the history This is what's going on right now. People need to recognize it. That's all I'm saying. Right.
2: And even something as mundane as ads, it's not just meant to sell you a product. Really think about it, people. Really think about it. Watch the commercials. See what is being presented to you visually and think about how it has a huge influence, you know, subtly or subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Uh, er Like everything is meant to persuade you into something.
3: Or like when um ABC News puts out that remember I, I vividly remember this they put and I sent you the link, you don't have to pull it up it shows the 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 picture of it, but they used the Kentucky gun show and said it was a Syrian war that should have hit the fan, you know yeah. and and we're supposed to get like nervous about this, and we're supposed to have feelings and you know and they're supposed to tell us you know here's what's going on, here's what's going on here's what we're gonna do and the and you know and they're using footage from a Kentucky gun show you know and then and then uh there's all kinds of images that they're pushing from the uh ukraine i remember uh, the story right now where they have um these extremists going out you know having people on the ground and guns to their head and they're saying like you know ukraine's having to you know um do this on their own these are russians and they're having this big narrative and yet that's from a whole different war from uh, tanks, and I sent you another link of, of all like there's like a list of like twenty things like that, and, and it's unbelievable if you pay
2: attention to it. Yeah,
1: I don't want to cut you off, but um, got a remote viewer. Look what they uh, look what uh the platformer on hmm, censored that, out. Yeah, True yeah,
3: did says yeah. They recently said that ivermectin uh, is safe, and they're right. okay with it now because well, you know, they're over it.
2: <laughs> it's like, let's see what they say in two months uh because it's coming back it's coming back yeah i mean that's like yeah. a
3: quick spill, but you get my point it's it's oh, yeah. just you really it's not the left or the right it's both parties but you just have to pay attention and it's not like oh my god i can't believe they're doing this now they've been doing it since when 19 what we were just talking about that guy yeah uh Man- that guy. yeah mr mayonnaise himself
1: yeah um there's your uh, name mr mayonnaise mr mayo <laughs> mayonnaise a lot of people in here <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening that's my uh 12 minutes yeah. but yeah oh, um i was gonna say um it's it, it is ramping back up the the coof the the vid the whatever you want to call it uh since obviously we can't say it on twitch it's it's uh it's censored out in the comments right here, as you right. see. Um, it is it is making a comeback. Um, it, w- it was propagandized to the point of no return three years ago. Um, and just in time, you know, for elections and stuff like that, now it's coming back. Yeah. 2024 is going to be a great year.
2: Oh, damn.
1: <laughs> I know. You sounded just like that. was a great impression. Well, it was me doing it. So, yeah, it's pretty easy.
2: Um, Um, and we're banned we (laughs) we all remember how creepy the propaganda was during the first uh, sorry
1: guys it was a false flag the remote viewer censored it herself
3: (laughs) (laughs) love you millennia do y'all
2: do y'all remember just how creepy we've talked about this before but was it de blasio remember when he was eating eating the fries he was eating the fries and he was just like being gross and, uh, you know, like that's just one of millions of examples of of all the things that were made to convince us to do a certain thing. Yeah. And I just can't believe that people did it. Well, what, we'll see of, if they do of, it again.
1: I know for sure one of your favorite uh, propaganda pieces was the, was the Dancing Nurses
2: oh god <laughs> dude nothing makes me madder than seeing a fucking dancing ass video and it's about something serious like people stop are dying. fucking
3: dancing
2: people are dying. For it. <laughs> people are dying on the inside of the building that you're dancing in the parking lot of Stop yeah. fucking dancing! Yeah, like, everybody
3: has to remember the irony, though. It's like you're so busy, but yet yeah, y'all can come yeah, up with a you're, dance routine. You're
2: overwhelmed, all the bends are filled, but you, you have, have a time.
3: damn step show going on.
2: You have time to uh, uh, choreograph what? a dance. Co- uh, yeah, uh, choreograph a complex dance routine and post it to complex. the TikTok. Get the angle just right, you know. And uh, the, like, and that's that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to choreograph something. Yeah, and then and did it, and so many people did. And but I thought the hospitals were overwhelmed.
3: Hey, yeah. you think the uh the Burger King and McDonald's fries competition back in the uh late 90s? Do you remember that? You think that was a sell more potatoes? Sure. <laughs> you think what's his name? Did he come up with that? Look Maybe. that up.
1: If it was oh, in the late yeah. nineties, he was dead. Or uh, let's say 90s that's the second I don't time you brought was up was. somebody dead.
0: <laughs> get
1: him on our
3: podcast I no. have like a sit in off the screen they'll be kill
1: but you know think about the propaganda of you know of the the coof right you had the hospitals you had social media you had um uh well what's that fucking idiot's name um Colbert Alchemy. Colbert oh, oh, man. oh my that God. that what you a know. piece
3: of shit! And and him, him and John Stewart of all knew. information ever known to man with science, because that dude, was
2: dude one of the biggest propagandists of all time. We must discuss this. Calvert. Is one yeah, John Stewart? Yeah. John Stewart is like, I would see this discussion on Reddit. You know, he'll he'll like uh, be Calvert. verbally accosting uh, somebody that's on the wrong side of history. You know what I mean? And then uh, and under the comments, they were like, man. Uh, love this guy. He was great on The Daily Show. That's where I got all my news. You got all your news from a comedy show? Like, this guy is an actor. He is a comedian actor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he's like sticking it to the man. Everybody's like, fuck yeah, dude. And they just just back him no matter what. He is a propagandist. He is using your emotions against you. Just like how they use your emotions against you in all, all of these false flag events. Namely, nine eleven and stuff. With 9-11, they convinced everybody to be just okay with the Patriot Act, okay with a war in the Middle East, well, okay with all this outrageous security at airports. It's just, it's just insane how easy it was to convince everyone with just one event. And uh, nine eleven was one. COVID was one. Like it, it just changes. It just changes everybody's mind about something. Yeah, I'll and, remember.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm not. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Fear, I, fear in <laughs> fear is the number one. But they yeah. attack your emotions. That's why everybody's bugging out. Like when I look up public freakouts on Reddit, there's just videos every day of like people just freaking out, like in the line at Arby's or you know just or in any airport USA on the plane. It's making everybody go crazy. It's making everybody <laughs> super emotional.
3: <laughs> I see what you said. So we had a remote viewer talking about some things on here I don't want to mention. But I would say the... Remember when you asked at the very beginning, you said, what's the definition of uh, propaganda? And i stumbled around, of course. Um, it's like the definition of propaganda is when they were paying hospitals to... Uh, remember, everybody who comes in with the thing, Yeah, uh, they would give them what... $15, 000, thirty thousand dollars or something per patient that claimed the thing and then all the numbers were skewed but yet every news outlet could say that the numbers are spiked and they're here and they're there but right. they don't tell you that the flu is now obsolete and you know the thing is up here and hospitals are getting paid to get these ventilators on people and get these ventilators going and people I'm like, you don't get all that other side. That's the definition of propaganda right there. That is it.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they made it to where it was policy that the doctors had to follow. And then (laughs) they were also given that financial incentive. Yeah. So here we are. It's just, it's just like with what Bernays did with cigarettes and, and a hearty breakfast. Yep. He convinced that he had a method of convincing the doctors. And now since everything is compartmentalized and institutionalized from the top down, they can tell all the doctors what to do.
1: Peter, that could be your name for next episode. Hard E breakfast.
2: <laughs> I did change my name. If y'all want oh, to you read did. my update.
1: Our band. Rock hard for big money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's my I hope somebody name.
1: comments. Who's Big Mike?
2: <laughs> You'll have to explain that one. Well, Lance, uh,
1: Lance, do you have any other current propaganda?
3: I don't. I think this is a good subject. Uh, it's not one of those subjects that you know. It, we there was a lot of good information, great information, but uh, I, it's like, man, there, this this could go on for days. Yeah. It's, it's very square.
1: very yeah. educational subject.
3: The only thing I just want to say is is pay attention. It's not the left. It's not the right. Pay attention to, and and now there's a word that describes exactly what we're seeing every single day, and you have to realize it's propaganda, and you have to uh, acknowledge it. It's not just media. It's not just the, it's, it's there's a
1: word for it. It's what yeah. we see
2: every day. There's a word for it. I love it. There you go. People are tired it of it, be. though. I think people are beginning to understand to what extent they've been fooled since the very beginning
1: so, do you think if if the coof comes back and the restrictions come back, do you think people are going to bend right back over? Um, oh
2: yeah, only cause... only a choice few will. Maybe people in major cities, but uh, the 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 parts of the country uh, where you know they're cut off from all that nonsense, people aren't going to stand for it. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And look, people do not get swabbed. Don't do it. That all those swabs are made in China. They could just be putting the shit on the, on the swab. Well, do or it or don't
3: lines. just, just read between the lines here. Well, I'm you- seeing more people with masks now since the, since the words out of Canada, you know, the thing that's been going around in Canada, I'm starting to see people around the city that I'm in wear masks again. I don't know. If, maybe I'm noticing it more, but I doubt it. I think it's the propaganda coming out. Yeah.
1: Well, Peter, yeah. you told me if you take the swab anally, it's fine. <laughs>
0: Exit Take a swab only. six you, times you, you, a day. You've
1: done, you've done that many times, and you're, you're good to
3: go. Exit only. <laughs> Ten times a day keeps the doctor away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Brock okay. art for Big Mike. Look, I'm,
2: I'm honored to say I've never been swabbed uh, in the nasal cavity. I mean, <sighs> not, uh, not the other one either. But uh, apparently that thing goes like way the fuck up your nose, like into your fucking brain. Yeah. People done, have
3: I've, sued for, for breaking the membrane. Yeah. And, uh, Dude, mental, that, that's a mistake. I don't trust
2: any of that bullshit. They can keep that, and whoever wants to do it, you're a moron. I'm sorry. I have. I'm sorry. If people, are going, if people are going to do this again, if they're going to do it again, you're a moron.
1: Yeah, never again.
2: If people are, if people are going to uh, turn people away at coffee shops and shit like that again. You suck. Yeah, you're you're part of you're part of the freaking problem, man. Who are you Uh I, I I'm pointing to Starbucks. That's who I'm pointing right, to. Right, Anyways, our sponsor. Viewer,
3: we are on Spotify video. Right? So if you want to watch it. and Twitter or uh, X. What? So how can people like cuz you know, we
1: talk we talk a lot. But how can somebody see our video? As of right now, we're on Twitch and X, which is formerly known as Twitter. Um, once we are done with this, the video version will be available on Spotify. Um, everything else will be an audio form on on, a, on podcast platforms.
3: Uh, speaking of this, uh, la- well, I guess one of the last seen in saying someone's daughter from the WF says lockdowns are guaranteed. Everybody's talking about lockdowns this next year and it's election year. So, again, just get ready, but keep an open mind about what you're reading, what you're seeing, and just know that there's nothing that's just you know nothing's really got your uh, got your best interest in mind it's yeah, strictly it's for, right for something else yeah yep.
2: yeah like people people are done with all this people want to live their lives and if covid is real i'm sorry i said the word if it's real and it's a health risk that's a risk that we're willing to take we want to live our lives
3: well see living your life is in propaganda that's the thing that's and true it, it, like you said since the 1900s our lives are propagandized
2: but now that that, I'm, that
3: is life it's living our life is that you just gotta now, you just have to know it you have to right. see it you have to understand it
2: but now that I'm that I'm older and I'm I'm really beginning to understand to what ex- extent I've been propagandized now I'm beginning to live my life for the first time ever.
1: You gave up breakfast you gave up smoking cigarettes
2: but <laughs> well, well, seriously
3: I, though i see what you're saying barack uh, yeah barack. like
2: once once you can't unsee it you are living your life for the first time yeah it's it's very like it's very freeing and more and more people are doing it and, and if somebody's listening to this that doesn't understand what i'm saying just just research a little bit like you're gonna see something scrolling through something you're gonna be like oh that's that bugs me that that kind of bugs me a little bit research yeah. it go to oh. town.
1: Wow. read read the book by the man himself it's yeah. called the book is literally called propaganda by edward bernays there's another book by Lippman called uh, public opinion everything
2: read like hey, read you know, this article
3: by laurie calhoun and oh, that was a really good article the smith month modernization act from propaganda to censorship to tyranny
1: it's, it's uh it's tyranny
3: hey whatever you want to say
2: Hey, and also, <laughs> no, that,
3: thats how you say it. Whatever you want to say, man, it's good. Also, me. It's I, I hate to be
2: that guy, but if anybody wants to read the perfect book about propaganda, it's 1984. It's 1984. Just read it. Just read it.
3: That was awesome in that article. You know, I say I, 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 last words for me. I promise. Um, I saw this documentary. Uh, you were to about tyranny. Tyranny. Um, Y'all remember the TY Benny Babies? Uh-huh. Do you know it was actually Thai Benny Babies? Yes. Really? It, it wasn't even T Y. It, it was Thai. I've Tyler. always I've always known it as Thai. Really? Yeah.
2: I didn't oh, I didn't
1: geez. think of I didn't think of it as Thai. I was heard T Y Benny Baby, right? Is
2: that another Mandela effect? I've always really? I've always,
1: always known it as Ty. Always. It could be a Mandela effect because uh a Mandela effect. <laughs> <things> <laughs>
3: cooler yeah. I saved so much money on that cooler. Uh, <laughs> the, the the tyranny the tyranny. Uh, I just see ty. I see ty now. So ty beanie baby. But yeah, so I'm one of the few that said ty beanie baby. You see, even the M. Linegar says ty beanie babies. That's and, crazy. Uh, I've always understood were, it and was, I, crazy. always. Well, ty is correct. So pat yourself on the back, mother. <laughs>
1: Pat yourself on the peter last words on propaganda
2: oh it's just everywhere it's everywhere um and you know there's movies that I enjoy that are propaganda films I you yeah. know I I can find a way to enjoy them outside of the you know thinking about it as propaganda
3: at the Barbie movie do you watch it
2: I have not seen it yet, but what uh, I I've spoiled it for myself. What I do know about it is it is indeed, uh, you know, level four spicy Thai propaganda. Um, but you know, you can't say shit about it because people will jump all over your ass uh, because Margot Robbie is good looking. I get that's the only reason I can come up with. That's the only subconscious reason I can come up with. Jesus, that, oh, you good. can't say shit about that. Uh, you know, like it's, it's just. It's all around us, dude. Propaganda is all around us. And whatever is readily spoon-fed to you on a daily basis, you can count on it. It's propaganda. It's meant to persuade you in some kind of way. It's meant to manipulate your emotions. Everything's meant to manipulate your emotions.
1: I wouldn't I even know. I wouldn't even say persuade. That's that's I think that's too too uh, light of a word. Like she manipulate.
2: Did. Yeah, manipulate is better. Dude. You're right and uh that's that's why we're seeing all these strange societal shifts i'm not going to go into specifics on what they are but we all know what they are yep. uh, and it's all happening because we're starting to see it more in movies and commercials and you know like and it programs people without them even fucking knowing it conditions that is, them that is the essence of propaganda and i promise you listener viewer If you just let go and realize that what you're watching, anything that you're watching, almost 999999 percent of it, is meant to uh, manipulate you in some way. Yep. And once you realize that, life becomes better. Because then you don't want to watch any of that shit anymore. Because it's just propaganda. And Mm -hmm. once you free yourself from it, and start focusing on the immediate people in your life, and those that you love, Life becomes way more enriching. It just—it's just better, because you're not thinking about all of these world problems and and even uh, problems uh, immediately outside your social circle. We we're, our brains aren't designed to process all this information. Like I don't care—I don't care what's happening uh, outside of my social bubble. I really don't. But I care about the stuff, of, and you know, a lot of people give me crap about this. But the reason I look at the news so much, it's like putting your ear to the ground. I want to hear if the herd's coming. You know what I mean?
1: The herd's on
2: fire. Right. Or the fucking raging fire.
3: <laughs> huh. I smell smoke. Let's look on CNN. Oh,
2: shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Time to go. Let's look at the fire map again. Name my roof right? blue. Go
0: ahead. But it's
2: <laughs> like this shit don't work on me anymore. It doesn't. And my life has never been better.
1: There it is. There you go. Love Hold it. On, wait, let's uh
2: thank you. Um I want to get banned eventually, so but I'm just part of it. segment the
3: Barack Hard and Big Mike talk. <laughs> <laughs> the spooning moment.
2: Big spooning Mike twenty twenty four. if that's on the ballot, I'm I'm voting. I'm voting.
3: Right, it'd be hard to turn that down, <laughs> that opportunity.
2: Because I just want to see what happens.
3: <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Big Papa?
1: I just want people to realize every it's so hard. Movies and sports are the two things that people just are so emotionally connected to yep. that they cannot break away from. They can't. Think of the Super Bowl. The super I mean, you go from Super Bowl to baseball to basketball to college sports. All the sponsors All the propaganda that they portray, you know, all the sponsorships, all the fun, you know, uh, themed nights that they have throughout the season. It's Uh all propaganda. Everything, just like Peter said a minute ago, everything that they do is to manipulate your behavior. Yeah, It is to influence you to feel a certain way. And enough of that over the years. Your, you know, you, your, your whole opinion, your whole behavior, your whole thought process has changed from what you were five years ago because you fucking seen it so much.
2: Your whole personality. Have you ever met somebody that their whole personality is the sports jersey that they're wearing?
1: Yeah, that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And man. it's their that's, whole. That's their whole identity. I used to be like that.
2: It's okay to like like something. Yeah, you were. Yeah, old Alabama, Peter. It's what's
1: Peter? What is your whole identity?
2: My what? <laughs> Grab it. Holes what
1: the rabbit. Your whole identity. You said you said people's whole identity is is uh, sports. I said what's so- your? Uh- <laughs>
3: <laughs> what- we'll edit that one. Is one minute. Go on uh, one hour thirty.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's oh, it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I edit that out. But anyway. That is the episode on propaganda. If you if you can, please read Edward Bernays's book called Propaganda. It gives you a solid foundation. Everything, dude, they've been doing the same stuff for going on one hundred years.
2: One hundred years.
1: Every every marketing campaign, every ad campaign, uh, from from politics to you know commercials you see on TV, it's the same formula, and once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Right Very educational episode I like episodes like these You know where we uh, I I think you know Lance seemed to have Learned something uh, Blew his mind (laughs) It looked like The American Breakfast Yeah So hopefully you The podcast listener uh, You'll you'll dive more Into this subject So uh, Again look in the Podcast description For this episode You'll find all our Social media Follow us on there We're always live on Twitch.tv Slash Room 2008 ENT And with that said Room 2008 is out Peace.